The views expressed are not necessarily those of 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, Compton and Company, brought to you by United Rentals on 1010XL. Here's your host, Ron Compton. And good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to Compton and Company, coming to you from the L House in Tinseltown, talking sports with you from 12 until 2 o'clock. On the FM side today, Chuck, is uh, Gator basketball will be uh, on the, oh, there, there we go. I was a little early, wasn't I? Did I jump the gun, Chuck? Maybe, a little bit? Or maybe Casey's behind on bringing us in. I don't know. Yeah. But we were out of sync, but that's okay. It's live radio is what they call that. It's called live radio. But enter Sandman, no better intro in all of sports talk radio. There could be. I mean, good stuff. You got to love it. You got to love it. All right. Again, we are at the old house in Tinseltown on 92.5 FM. Up until 2 o'clock today talking sports with you. Uh, college basketball, right, is, is, is the story of today. Tomorrow, the Great American Race. Uh, the Daytona 500, the Super Probably Bowl gonna be NASCAR. Mo- good chance it's going to be Monday now. Oh, really? Is it rain? <laughs> look out, well, look outside. Tomorrow, a lot of this, too? Yes, tomorrow, yes. Really? Uh. Do you? Do you? Not to take a personal shot at you, but I will. Go ahead. That's fine. I feel like a lot of times I'll call you, I'll play here and tell you, well, you know this, really? I've looked at the weather. You know there's a hurricane out there. Really? I haven't <laughs> looked at the weather in the last week or two. I don't really pay attention. I think I called stuff. you one time. I forget what hurricane it was. I was like, well, you know, like, they've already closed bridges. You're like, really? I didn't know that was going <laughs> I'm living a whole little world, Chuck. I'm not I saying do. live by it. up for? You're going to make me stand up now because I feel like you're looking down and talking down to me now. What do I, what I, I going to do here? But is that yes, what's going on? There is going to be rain today. Uh, they've already they moved the Arca race from this afternoon to last night. How, so, who won that race? Uh, if you heard of this, Gus Dean. If you heard of this guy, Gus Dean, out of South Carolina. So Gus, Gus Dean. Dean. The truck race was won by Nick Sanchez. Like James uh, Dean. James I don't think there's any relation. No. But anyway, so today the Xfinity race is nephew. supposed to be at 5. It's probably going to get moved, and the cup race scheduled. They moved the start time from 2.30 to 3, but as of right now, it looks like it's going to be at the earliest tomorrow night because they do have lights, but good chance it will be Monday. I'm cool with I'm cool with oh, yeah, I'm all, night racing. Yeah. yeah. Got a little night racing. But, uh, look, we, we uh, the, the Super Bowl is, is behind us, right? It's, it's done. It's done, and, and we uh, I've got some we've got some interesting thoughts. We bantered back and forth last night about the overtime rules. That's a strategy and, issue, and and, and, and the lack the strategy of, they should have done. Now that we know what we know, and they probably didn't know because apparently nobody nobody knows the nobody knew the new overtime except for the Chiefs. They said they start the coaches started drilling us into them in training camp. Yes, here are the playoff overtime rules. They were ready. So the coaches were ready, as were the players. Kyle Shanahan came out and said, uh, hey, man, you know, the coaches knew, but we didn't think it was a big deal as to whether or not the players knew the rules in overtime. Doesn't or, that sound dumb? That, yeah, that sounds very dumb. And what, what's the first thing I said to you? I said, well, that would be great because what if San Francisco and they're, they're driving a touch? Would they have been jumping around like they had won the game? And the the coach had said, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. You did not win the game. You don't know the rules. Uh, KC it would have been the, the It would have been the anti um, – Response. Remember when uh, Tim Tebow hit uh, Demarius Thomas in overtime against the Steelers and on that little uh, crossing pattern, and Thomas took it to the house, and Tebow didn't know the game was over. They didn't know. The game. No, he didn't know they won. They had to tell him all the game's over. We just won. We just won the playoff game. 
Yeah. Didn't know. So or, this would be the anti that of just the opposite. They go in. Could you imagine? Christian McCaffrey goes in and scores a touchdown, and they think the confetti's about to drop. They're up there celebrating, and oh, oh, that ain't it. <laughs> That's not it. Coach, you didn't tell us this. We've been fools of ourselves. What I thought of was remember, was remember uh, when, remember when the Miami the O two national championship game, when Miami when they stopped Ohio State. And remember, they were celebrating. They were throwing helmets in and the then, air. And, and, and then the flag would it, was thrown. Would it, have been, would it have been like that with the 49ers? Players have been yeah. jumping around, throwing helmets in the air and celebrating. Remember, that was because the referee threw a flag about two minutes after the play Yeah, was two over. minutes. Yeah. You know, it felt like two minutes anyway, you know. So, uh, so yeah, that's what it felt like. So, um, yeah, two minutes later. And who was the – a couple years ago, who was – remember about uh, – it wasn't – it wasn't Dante Culpepper. Uh, Eagles quarterback, remember they went, they tied they tied the Bengals at Cincinnati, and he said, you know, I didn't realize you could tie. I didn't realize there could Donovan be ties. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb, I didn't realize there could be ties. Donovan McNabb didn't realize there was ties in the NFL. Really, yeah, sure. Now, what's crazy is we'll get how, into it I mean, how do they not know the rules, man? It doesn't make any sense to me. We've got some pretty good poll questions today, by the way. Well, one, one poll question, one question today, both sponsored by our good friends at All Site Contracting, who one of the owners, Steve Bell's here today, and his lovely bride, Sheila, and another couple they're having lunch with, hanging out with us. Um, and we've got it, uh, again, with the All Site uh, questions here in a few moments that Casey will throw out for us. We've got a Dolphin Gary here in a few moments. Um, a big game, Chuck, today, Florida Gator basketball. I know you don't watch a lot of Gator basketball. I've, I've watched um, every SEC game and, and most of the, pre- or the pre-conference scheduled games uh, as well. How, how much Gator basketball have you watched, Chuck, honestly? How much? This year? Yeah, this year. This year. If I watched a minute, that's probably that might be pushing out. Okay, well then let me tell you, man, you are missing a, a fun product. A very they are a very fun team to watch. A very uh, frustrating team to watch as well, as they've blown a lot of a lot of um, you know in-game leads. Now they've won most of, most of them. They blew the the lead against Kentucky at home. They, they, they blew that one, but the others, the Georgia game. And Gainesville a few weeks ago, the uh, Mississippi State game, the okay. LSU game. There's been others. They, they've blown leads and they've held on. But they came back as Kentucky's. That was kind of a wash, I well, guess. They did. Well, at rough. But I'm just talking when they've squandered huge leads, you know. And, and uh, But they've been fun to watch. They're top five nationally in scoring. They've got outstanding veteran guard play, Chuck. I mean, look, uh, now I can sit back down now that you don't make me feel uncomfortable. Now that you've sat, I can sit. Nothing mimic it's, it's, it feel like I'm doing like Mother May I, you know. I mean, Mother <laughs> May I sit down. Um, but, uh, look, the guard play, uh, Zion Pullen and, and Walter Clayton Jr. have been fantastic. Riley Kugel has finally adapted to his role as, the, uh, as their sixth man. Uh, the Condon kid, uh, the freshman off the bench, just, just swats balls all over the place. Uh, he so they're 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 top seven are very very good. They've got a couple of others that, that, that will come in and play um, uh, as well. That they you know create some decent depth. Aberdeen, uh, the, the, the fourth guard, I guess you would say uh, as well. But it's fun, they're a fun team to watch, Chuck. Very fun. Uh, big game today. They've gone from being a bubble team to being securely in 
Um, the Does field, it really the field of the field, well, yeah, the field of sixty-eight, unless they completely uh, urinate down their legs. They're now seven and four in conference play. They've got today's game in Athens. By the way, when, you know, I, I had that little game where I go in and, and look at during football season, and we look at uh, you know tickets available, right? When we look at schedules, and uh, when you look at uh, T- today's games, which is, and it tells me it's, it's going to be a uh, a raucous crowd, Mr. Elliott, as uh, when you look at today, when you, you go, you know, when you go and it says tickets as low as, according to whether it's StubHub or whatever, right? Um, like, for instance, you can get tickets, the Na- Navy plays at Boston University for tickets as low as three bucks, okay? Um, Texas at Houston. Third-ranked Houston Cougars, tickets as low as $109. $109. 109 Virginia Tech at North Carolina. Carolina, obviously, top-10 team, ACC, uh, Blue Blood program. Tickets as low as $113. Okay. Um, Arkansas, here's, a, here's an odd one. Arkansas, Mississippi State, two mediocre basketball programs. Tickets as low as $82. So it's going to cost you $82 to get into that, that arena. Marquette at UConn, $148. Bucks. Tickets as low as $148. But once you get beyond that, Mr. Elliott, you've got to go. How, to, about, to, uh, how about Auburn, Kentucky tonight? Uh, 6 o'clock. Auburn, Kentucky. Let's find out. Oh, yeah, Auburn's won every home game this year by double digits. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did, not, I did not. But um, the Kentucky, Kentucky at Auburn, you said that ticket to get in that arena tonight. And by the way, game day is there today, by the way. And if you do that, oh, $189. A buck 89. But after that, after that one, Chuck? Yeah. It's the Stegeman Coliseum in Athens, Georgia. Athens, Georgia is going to cost you $66 to get into Stegman Coliseum in Athens, Georgia, which tells me it's going to be a rowdy, a rowdy bunch. This is like the, the Georgia Bulldogs lost five games in a row under Coach Mike White. Um, so this is like their Super Bowl. I mean, this is, this is their national championship game is what this is. All right, we'll break here. We'll come back. We'll bring Dolphin Gary in. On the other side is I know Casey's shocked here that we're actually going to break on time for once early on in the program. <laughs> so we'll, we'll come back to Dolphin Gary, and also uh, we'll let you throw the poll question as well as the question of the day out, both of which sponsored by All-Site Contracting. That and more after this on 92.5 FM. Compton and Company on 1010XL. You think have heard this song? Probably not many, right? This is a nice local up up and coming band right here, right now. Local group that uh, Casey is uh, deciding to uh, let us enjoy. Uh, we appreciate see, uh, Chuck, that. Chuck yep. last week said, you know, I like all types of music. So Chuck, you gonna be blasting this later on when you're in the shower? Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
<laughs> See, there you go. Out. Right See? here, right now. There you go. Crap. I do like all types of music. So go ahead, Casey. Before we get to Dolphin Gary, we broadcast folks from the L House in Tinseltown. Look, we're here today. Get Gator basketball at one o'clock. All the UFC fights are here. Look, do you realize what? Do you know what happens next Saturday, Casey? Dops? Uh, next Saturday. Next is Saturday. It, is it baseball related? Yes, it is. Um, well, I know pitchers and catchers, right? Well, they they they, they've they've already some, reported, some have right? already reported the Braves. So spring Rays, Braves Rays Let's next go. Saturday at one o'clock, baby. Let's go. Uh, so that's that's uh, man, that's right. It's it's right here. It's absolutely right here. Can't can't wait. F- funny you uh, should mention that. that too, uh, Ron, because our second poll question of the day, and we'll yep. get around to the first one, is directly related to them Braves. So yeah, stay tuned. Oh yeah, well, I, I wonder if yours is the same as mine. I'm a little, uh, probably not. I'm older than you are. Mine, uh, in fact, go, go and throw the questions out and, and uh, poll question and the question of the day, and and uh, uh, and then we get a dolphin Gary and come back and uh, we'll both address. Anyway, but real, but real quick, I was in the midst of talking about the L House. Uh, you name it, it's here. Uh, I tell people the L House sort of like a hybrid. What I mean by that is. If you want to get, they got sports bar atmosphere outside, TV screens all over the place, the NFL ticket, league pass, extra innings, all the games are here. And if you want, you know, chicken wings, cool, we got that. We want a burger, outstanding burgers. But if you want salmon, which I'm getting today, blackened salmon, they have that. You want, you want steak and shrimp, they have that. So they have it all. They don't just have bar food. They don't have just high-end restaurant food. They have it all. One place right here, the L House in Tinseltown. All right, poll questions are Casey Dobson. The first one from All Sight Contracting Inc. is Mahomes closer to Brady or is LeBron closer to Jordan? Right now at 42 votes, Mahomes is equal or greater than one Tom Brady at 71.4%. LeBron at 28.6%. he will never be Jordan. Come on, guys. I'm with the masses on this one. I'm with the masses. When you when you look at uh, and you when you really put put it proper perspective here, Patrick Mahomes has been a starting quarterback in the National Football League for six seasons. He's appeared in four Super Bowls, winning three, and the two AFC Championship game losses were both overtime losses. That speaks to the greatness of, of what he is. And this year, he was really – I mean, the defense is great, but offensively was a one-man band. He said, come on, boys, saddle up, let's go. I mean, th- th- he's absolutely tremendous. Uh, so I agree with the masses. Uh, there's only one Michael Jordan. Now, LeBron James may be the greatest athlete that's ever played professional basketball. That it, when, you, when you think about – what he's what he's done and what he's doing at the age he is now. I mean, he's like a he's like a locomotive. I mean, he, he is he does things size wise. Think about Carl Malone size, which is what LeBron is, but having the athleticism, the speed, the lateral movement that LeBron has had. Now, that's the one thing I've noticed. LeBron has lost the lateral movement has gone. He still has straight line speed, but is the, the quickness has sort of gone away from the game. Uh, at the ripe young age of what, 39 now, I think's what he is. And then, yeah, and then the other one is what? Casey Dobson, 
So folks can chime in on that as well. So the second question from All Site Contracting, this one actually requires class participation out there on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days. Who was a player that was traded that crushed you as a fandom? Yep. So we'll, so we'll get some uh, comments on that as well. Let's uh, see what Arlen, uh, Dolphin Gary has to say at 641-1010. Gary, what's going on, my man? Good afternoon, Mr. Compton, Mr. Elliott. How are you this Friday afternoon? Outstanding. Great. A couple of thoughts, and then we'll do our music list. Okay, Ryan? Let's do it. Hey, you know, uh, Casey already has. Hey, by the way, Casey already has his pen and paper out, ready to write down these, ready to these go. songs because he knew he knew they were coming. So go ahead. Number one, uh, can't wait for also for the MLB. My Baltimore Orioles now they were a contender, only getting better. Got to add Jackson Holiday into the lineup, so I'm fired up as an Orioles fan. And number two, guys, it's time for Tiger to give up the ghost. Another WD. I mean, it's over, Tiger. Face the fact. You're not going to wear anymore. Just, just as the Beatles said, let it be. You wonder, is he, boy, what's, I, I, I'm one of those, it's funny. I was never a Tiger fan. And then when everyone was anti-Tiger. Well, but, but then everyone became anti-Tiger because of his off-the-course types of things. I became more of a Tiger fan because of all the, hypocr- all, all the hypocrites. All the hypocrites that did, I mean, like the, 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 the chairman at, or whatever at, at, uh, at Augusta, you know, they're not, oh, I can't believe you do this. You took a step away. Come on, man. Really? I mean, that, that to me was ridiculous. So I started pulling for Tiger when he became yeah, sort yeah. of the underdog. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it, it might be time. I keep hoping that maybe he'll have that one magical tournament or magical, magical round or two. It just hasn't happened, and it may never happen. I know that makes you happy, and Chuck is – He's blowing up. He had it in the few years ago. That's it. Get a story. Hey, 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 Ron, my dislike of Tiger had nothing to do with his life, personal life outside the golf course. It was the, just the belligerence to the press, the uh, the, the cursing, the, uh, you know, the, the just, just the, he, not very fan-friendly, that type of thing. It had nothing to do. I don't care what his personal life is, but I don't think – to me, he wasn't a good ambassador to the game the way Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer or Gary Player was. That's that's my opinion. I get it. All right, so on to your song. Let's let's hear what year, what song. Let's go. What do we got? You gotta you gotta respect that take. I mean, I'm not. No, sure no, no, no. I get that. No, no, I, I get it. You know what? You're, you're not the only one that feels that way, and I respect that absolutely. Thank you. And my list, guys. And Ron, don't just give me the one. Give me one to six or six to one. However you okay. want to do. All right. Okay. I only hear your favorite, you know, usually. Number one, Get Closer by Seals and Claw. Okay, overplayed, not bad. Number two, Bohemian Rhapsody by Quig. Oh. This is the year 1976, if I didn't say. Yes. Number three, Take It to the Limit by the Eagles. Uh, okay. That's easy. For old Ron, are you damn right? That's, it a, is. that's probably that's the best, that's my favorite Eagles song. Go, I keep going. Let's go. Number four, "She's Gone" by Hollow Notes. Ah, uh, good song. Good song. Number okay. five, "More Than a Feeling" by Boston. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And number six, "Boys Are Back in Town" by Finn Lizzie. You Ooh. gotta give me credit for my music, Ooh, take, boy. Oh my goodness! You gotta give me props, man. 
Wow. Oh, that um, big boy. I, whew, boy, I uh, – Let mm. me see. I'll rank it for you real quick. Give me those. Well, I, 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 was that, you gave a six, five or six? Six. I missed one. Which one did I miss? The last one. Oh, more than – more than okay, she's gone. And then more than a feeling. Okay, that's where I messed up. Okay. Boys are so, I, I, I would, well, let me give you mine. Okay. Okay, number one. Number one is, uh, is Boys are back in town. Better than okay. Take It to the Limits? Take It to the Limits, two. More than a feeling is three. Rhapsody's four. Get Closer is five. And She's Gone is six for me. That's me. Okay, number one, take it to the limit. Number two, she's gone. Number three, more than a feeling. Number four, boys are back in town. Number five, get closer. And number six, it says NASCAR race, they be three laps now. Bohemian Raps, the overplay. Get that song out of my face. <laughs> well, this is why I would say they appreciate it. That song it, is. Ah. This is the, now, the boys are back in town. The reason I'm. I really like that. It's a good song. It is a good song. Is I had, um, I went to the Pro Football with this. One of the two times I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I uh, bought a I bought a CD, and it was a Dallas Cowboys CD, and they would they were they'd have like a a clip from you know play by play clip from the radio broadcast, and then they would follow that up. With a song. Right. A clip song. Clip song. And, and one of the songs was that. The Boys Are Back in Town. But you actually and that, think that's and, a better song. Well, well but I, and I love the song. I mean, I listen to it a lot. Uh, so I, I came to love the song. Don't this dispute and urinate on the... Stay in your lane. Uh, how and... Um, how and why I rank my songs the way they do. You worry about your damn baked potato and your sour cream and butter over there, okay? I'll worry about ranking songs, all right? So I gotta tell you but about as, I, as I rank on Bohemian Rhapsody, you know the odd thing about that song? What is that? It, it, it hit the charts twice, of course, when it came out, I believe, in 1976. Mm-hmm. And it was a big song in, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the Saturday Night Live skit? Yeah. They had the yep. Dana Carvey and... Yeah, it was. It came back at ninety two. Made it. Made a return. Yeah, made a return to the chart. All right. So uh, your answer. Uh, uh, well, first, um, since Wayne's Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World. That's it. So, poll question, Chuck. Uh, Mahomes closer to Brady, or LeBron closer to Jordan? For you. I guess Mahomes closer. I think he's as good as Brady. Maybe better, but. To me, he's got to win. Let's, as Mercury Morris would say, he might be in the yard. He's not in the house yet. It's, what's it, seven to three right now? Seven Super to Bowl. Three. So it, it's it's a long way to get there. So, but I would I would still say Mahomes closer to Brady. Casey Dobson. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be that one for me. I feel like um, I don't know, man. Just I feel like basketball being played versus the times. You know, the way Jordan played it and the way LeBron played it and the times in which they played it, Jordan's just going to stand alone. Yeah, and I agree. And, look, at the NBA, uh, I always talk about how that's my favorite all-star weekend is the NBA. Is that coming up soon, right? It's this weekend. This weekend. It's going on right now. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, the Celebrity Game last night, the, the Rookie Game Skills Love Challenge Apple, tonight, yeah. then the All-Star Game tomorrow. But my issue with the NBA right now is during the course of the regular season of the NBA, every game is played damn near like the All-Star Game. They don't play defense. They don't play defense, and it's, it's, I, I don't like it at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I, would, I would certainly say Mahomes closer to Brady. And, and uh, sure, from a, from a resume standpoint, it's, it's not, the, his resume is not as close to Brady's as LeBron's as Jordan. But it's close. But from a skill standpoint, I think Mahomes is better than Brady ever was. From a, from a skill standpoint, well, he's, like a, he's, he's a, a better quarterback. The resume's not there, but but the what you see on the field is there. Well, as you're going to do that right now, could what 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 do you say that maybe LeBron's a better athlete than Jordan ever was? But Jordan's got the resume. Could you say the same well, thing well, about a Holmes? better athlete? Yeah, but, but there's a difference between better athlete and player. From from a player standpoint, Jordan's a better player. You know, he he had that he had that alpha dog killer instinct. Give me the basketball, made guys around him better. Um, look, he when he when he shot at the end of the game, you you expected the ball to go in, could shoot, slash, uh, defense. He did it all. So there's a t- yeah, maybe the best athlete to ever play in the NBA. Obviously, LeBron James. But that doesn't make him a better player than Michael Jordan was. So Jordan has a better resume, and he's the better player. So let's go to Eric, who wants to talk Jaguars football at six four one ten ten. What's up, Eric? Hey, real quick, I don't think you can compare uh, players. I mean, how big? It, you know, LeBron James could play tight end in the NFL. You know, Michael Jordan couldn't could. do that. So I mean, I don't. I mean, physically, you can't compare these guys. They're different. You know, the different size, different strength, and all that stuff. You can't do it different position. Um, I think the Jag- as far as the Jaguars go, I think the Jaguars need to quit drafting quarterbacks with little kids' first names. Because, and I'm serious about it. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to, I mean it. Because, I mean, how are you going to take someone named Trevor seriously? You go, you know, you go, you just can't do it. And as far as the Jags go, one more point real quick. They're playing, they're <laughs> that's playing hard that's a hell of an evaluation there. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it, honestly, it, we had Blaine, Blake, Trevor. I mean, what's next? Okay. There? All right. Josh, we're going to get a Josh now. We already got a Josh. The thing is, look here. The Jaguars are I'm playing hardball. Let's go. go ahead. Do you think the Jaguars should play hardball? With Josh Allen and, and Trevor Lawrence, as far as money goes, I think they should. I think they're doing. If that's what they're doing, they're doing the right thing. Here's why: How many of those 17 and a half sacks came with the game on the line? I mean, any of them last year? Was there one? Well, this, I don't know. This well, it's. it's I, I don't know. I, I have to think back at, at, at big moments and, and the game was on the line in, in terms of sacks. But what I would tell you. He also – it wasn't just the sacks. I, I, I remember David Lamb used to say sacks. Quarterback rushes. It was, was, an, over, was an overrated stat in, in sports. Uh, and even if you were to, to subscribe to that theory, Josh Allen was also second in the NFL in quarterback pressures. So, it, it wasn't just the sacks. It was the pressures as well. So, he came up big. He, in my opinion, he certainly deserves a big contract. Would I pay Trevor right now? No. I, I, he, he's going to play next year, and and let's see if 
this most recent year was sort of a blip, and it was because due to the injuries, the, off, the bad offensive line play, not on the same page with Calvin Ridley, and so on. I, I'd want to yeah. see it. I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Trevor – I'm a fan of Trevor's, but I'm also a realist and thinking, man, you know what, he, he, he did regress a little bit year over year. When you expected him to take off and, and pick up – from the back half of the 2022 season that we've seen into 23, and that never happened for whatever reason. How many years are you going to get? Aaron, him? I mean, how many years? Well, next year's it. I, I mean, been, next. I've been I've been watching this team 30 years, damn near 30 years, and and this is what I see: guys come here, they rob the bank, and then they they do nothing, and then they leave. Are we going to keep doing that? I I, I can't blame if Falky's playing hardball with these two guys. I can't blame him. Because of what's gone on in this, the history of this football team. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Eric. All right, thanks, Eric. Well, this is what I would say about the Jaguars and the issues. The, 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 well. Really, he talked about players coming into Jacksonville, robbing the bank, and leaving. Um, tell you what, you know what? Because I've got some pretty good thoughts. I, I think some pretty good thoughts on, on this um, in terms of what the issue is in Jacksonville. You talk about. Uh, coming in and, and robbing the bank. Well, the guys that, that, that has robbed Jerry the, the bank, Jerry <laughs> Porter. Uh, what was of course, uh, Hugh Douglas? Hugh Douglas. A1, 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 Free agents are coming here and get these huge contracts and do nothing. Those are the, the guys that are robbing the bank. It's, it's not guys that you draft and perform and earn that second contract. But the issue with the Jaguars is, is it's it's – it's due to the poor draft, and we'll, we'll touch on that next from the uh, the Mill House in Tinseltown on Tinsel Excel. And welcome back to the Ill House in Tinseltown. Glad to have you along with us talking sports with you until two o'clock. Six four one ten ten. Six four one ten ten. Phone lines. Text lines open to you on 92.5 FM as Gator basketball on the AM side as they travel to Stegman Coliseum to take on the Georgia Bulldogs at 1 o'clock on the SEC uh, network. Uh, Chuck, it only took me, what, about three months of broadcasting from the old house to mess up. And I, and I called myself, and then I still did it. I thought you did it once before. Early on, I well, maybe, maybe I did, but we, you know, we used to at the old mill house up at the airport for years. Uh, we were there what, fifteen years? Yeah, about, about fifteen years, right? And, and uh, that was our Monday right. night or Wednesday night home for a long time, and and um, and they closed. And and what's funny when I tell people that I did my show back then at the mill house, said, oh yeah, the old house, but there's one by my house. <laughs> I said, no, it's the mill house. And I've been waiting for me to mess up. We went to a break. I caught myself and said it anyway, and then rolled in with, and, and I said the uh, you caught your, the meal house. I you, know, you caught yourself. I did but catch then, myself, like, and then I messed up anyway. It, yeah. you, you yes, went, I did. You went, Bill. Say, oh well. So <laughs> we'll forgive you, brother. But yeah, you've done that. You'll forgive me. Well, this has house in the name, so it's forgivable. There were times when we went to other places after you left the. After he left the mill house, he used to, it'll be like we where we did what was it uh, like Dick Sweet? You would still throw it in every once in a while. That's yeah, totally yeah, way that's, off. Yeah, there, so. yeah, that's way off. Now my buddy uh, Joe just showed up, and Joe just showed up. We got all site contracting folks here, so we got well, a lot of people here today. Chuck Elliott, 
But here to, listen, your, here to listen to you and get your autograph. Is but before here. you give your thoughts on, I think we're going to talk about some of the Jags. Yep, yep. And you talk about should the, now you know up against paying these players these stupid amounts of money, yep. especially free agents. But you talk about I know where you're going. maybe they shouldn't pay Lawrence this year. But my question is, if you're not going to pay him, that means you're still not sure he's your guy. So he's going to be the guy. Okay. You, you, you don't pay him because you're waiting. What would he have to do next year or this year, coming year, for him not to be the guy going forward? So go ahead and pay him now. Why wouldn't you? No, if he has a similar year in 2024 right. as he had this past year, then to me, he's just a guy. Really? He's just a There's guy. There's a chance yep. you might move on from him if he has a similar year? Then what I would do, then I'd just pick up the fifth-year option. And make him, and, and then let's see it again. And let, okay, and see if the third time is a charm, meaning 23, 24, 25. But, I'm, I, but I believe it. And look, it goes back to remember the 07 season when Gerard and, and, uh, and Del Rio were both extended and given big fat raises after the run in 07. And I remember when we did our show then on Saturdays, Football Fanatics, I said, man, that's a dumb decision. I don't know why they're doing this. It's knee jerk. No one is. Is coming after Jack Del Rio. No one is coming after David Garrard, and they both flopped. Right? They both flopped. It didn't work. To me, there's no. And it, you know what? And yeah. if you made him do it again, and Garrard was successful, then it's worth it's it's worth the risk. Hey, okay, he's sh- he's showing me. Now let's pay him. Well, if it doesn't work out, and you hadn't paid him, it hadn't cost you anything. Same thing a few years I- ago with with Blake Bortles. The only thing they they had to do then was pick up his option. But instead, they gave him an extension. There was no reason to do that. And I'm not, and I, and I'm not putting Trevor Lawrence in the same category as Blake Bortles or David Garrard. He's by far and away better than those guys. He's better than those guys. But, 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 but before I give him 55 or $60 million a year, I want to make sure he's that dude. And I'm not – I think that he is. I think that he is. I've seen the second half of 2022 where he absolutely looked the part, played the part. And I said that playoff game against the Chargers, even the, the veterans, the, the, the dude that's been in the league for, forever, had they thrown four interceptions in the first half of the playoff game, they said, man, it's just, not, it's just it's not our night, not our day. And they would have folded like a cheap suit. But Trevor Lawrence came out and kept playing, kept fighting, and they came back and won the football game. So you see it's there. This season, I, th- I think that a lot of the, the issues are more associated with the play column is kind of clunky. The offensive line was beaten up. There's no, there no continuity there. You had the injuries. This, 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 you, know, you had the ankle, the knee, the concussion, all those issues as well. I guess my point is eventually you're going to pay him. He would have to be really bad for the Jags to move on from him to say he's not our guy. So I say go ahead and just do it now because you wait two years, the cost goes up. And, and there's other people that think that, I'm sure. There's others that, that believe the same thing that you do. I get it. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I would um, I take a wait and see because I don't think you're getting a hometown discount if, if you sign him now. I don't think you're going to get him. Oh, for, no. But but I don't but I don't think the numbers going to be that much greater in, in next offseason than, than it is this offseason. But it just keeps going. Yeah, but it just keeps naturally going up, right, the salaries. A little, yeah. And, and I can see where with Josh Allen, they could have re-signed him prior to last season. 
at a far more team-friendlier deal than they're going to sign him for, pay, pay him now. They're going to have to give Josh Allen $25 million a year, maybe more. That, that's what, what I mean, he, and he's earned that. He's earned it. And, and I'm, I'm of the mindset of, look, man, the guy wants to be here. He's earned it. Uh, you're a man, can he be that guy? Well, he's proved, he's proved that he can be the guy, not just with sacks but also the pressures. But, and I mentioned before the break what I wanted to discuss was Eric had, had mentioned or brought up, hey, you know, guys come here and, and they, they cash in and, and then they leave. Well, I mean, look, those, those, are, those are free agents that do that, the guys that, that come in and, and uh, you know, they get fat and happy with a free agent contract. They don't, they don't get after it. They don't bust their tails, and, and they just take the money and run. We'll get old Steve Miller band song. Um, but it's all about Billy, Billy Joe and Bobby Sue, two young lovers had nothing better to do. <laughs> Sit around a house, get high, and watch a tune. Yeah, right. that's it. That's right. Here's what happened when they decided to cut loose. I know the song. That's pretty good. No, that's 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 well done, Chuck. I need to hear you sing that next time, Chuck. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't hear me sing it. I cannot sing. I, I do a lot of things. I've, d- I've done karaoke to a Steve Miller song. I did the Joker. Oh, that's the, oh, that's the worst. I did it. It was, it was me and a girl. A girl wanted to sing it in a bar one night. I said, why not? I'll, sing, her to I'll pick sing the Joker with you. I'll sing any song with you. I tell her to go pick a better song. I tell her, get out of my Look, face and go pick a better she song. she was awfully cute, and she wanted me to sing the Joker with her. Do you think I'm going to say no? You wouldn't say no. I'd educate her on so hey. You'd educate her. Uh, Ch- hey, hey, I'll sing hey, Fly Casey, like an Eagle. Ch- hey, Chuck, you, you look at Chuck and say, you know, he's the type of guy that can say, hey, girl, i got to educate you. Do you see – Do you when you see Chuck Kelly, do you, is that what the first thing that comes to your mind, Casey? I'm just nope. asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> I'm just – yeah. Just asking for a friend, Chuck. Hey, I want to ask you real quick, Casey. So, ask away. you mentioned us during the during the break. You went on a cruise. Now, Margaritaville, how did you like that cruise line? I've actually heard – that's one of those ones, like it's a one- or two-night cruise, correct? How did you like the cruise? Some people like it. Some people say it's kind of, you know, well, not I, enough frills. Uh, How'd, I'm, I'm glad you, you asked, Chuck. Uh, so the people that said that they liked it to you, uh, would I be correct in saying that the age consensus is 65-plus? Okay. <laughs> Sound like you need to go on Carnival, okay. man. Uh, that's, it, that's, that's it. Okay, because uh, yes, great. Uh, we that's went great. on a cruise, that's great. and yes, it was Margaritaville, oh and it was my first cruise. It was also my first time ever leaving the U.S., <laughs> and I can honestly say the oh. reason that I wanted to oh, get off God. the boat and go <laughs> yeah. somewhere else was because I was bored out of my mind on the How many cruise. Ni- How many nights was it? Two nights. Bunch of, okay, so it is. It's, it's a, they are short it, cruises, correct? Yeah. Right. I, I know Bunch why, because if it's any longer, great. there's going to be people overboard. I love this. Okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's going to be some okay. Kurt Russell sequels to Overboard. <laughs> good movie, by the way. So, <laughs> so are you saying you want something like Carnival? Because it's funny, people say, well, if you want like, wants to people party, party I want to be thrilled, baby. Go to I want to be thrilled, okay? And Ca- I tell Casey, you, that wasn't thrilling. Casey doesn't want to hang out with a bunch of people that with, if they're on the dance floor, they're breaking their hips. That's what and he's my, telling me. What he's and my second me. question is, you was this owned by Jimmy Buffett or his company? Is it like the Margaritaville uh, who knows? restaurants? I don't, I don't that, that Who knows? I don't no, know it, it was 100% themed around Jimmy and everything. So, so yeah. my, the, reason, the reason I ask, uh, I, guess, I guess as they say, God bless his soul, he passed. 
he passed on what last yep. year. But yep, is there anybody that ever made more money off one stinking song? Margaritaville, you mean Cheeseburger in Paradise? You mean I Cheeseburger mean, in Paradise? That's a better song. <laughs> but, I mean, he had restaurants, a line of clothes, cruise lines. I mean, that one song made him how many hundred God bless him for that. Huh? God bless him for that. Yeah, oh, I know. You I'm know? just saying. It's just, it's crazy how just one crazy so- one song. Uh, I, I, all I that hear that. Okay, but, hey, before we break, I, I mentioned as far as the Jaguars, here's their problem. If you look at their roster, it's when you look at the starting 22, it's primarily made up of free agent ac- free agent acquisitions. That's the problem. You know, when you look at the fact that to get a decent salary cap position in order to, uh, you know, sign, re-sign Josh Allen, have the money to re-sign Calvin Ridley, and possibly work on an extension for Trevor Lawrence, you've got to redo Cam Robinson's deal. You've got to cut Brandon Sheriff. Um, you know, you've got to cut probably Darius Williams. And all those guys are free agent acquisitions. Uh, Foley Fonacasi. You've got a bunch of dudes, and maybe even Lewican, either redo his deal or cut him. You've got to do, redo or cut a bunch of guys which are free agents and not drafted players in order to get in decent salary cap position to re-sign guys that, that you need to keep. That, that's their problem. When you, when you looked at their uh, the starting 22, I want to say like 14 of their 22 were free agents. You, you build through the draft and then you sort of if, you, if you're going to have sustainable success in the NFL, you got to build through the draft and then plug in guys as free agents to help win championships. It's not the other way around. It's not sustainable. Unless you, yep. unless you have the quarterback, right? It, unless he's he's at unless as they say today, unless he's him, <laughs> unless he is unless him. He's him. But we don't know that Trevor Lawrence is him yet. We thought he was, but but we don't is, know that he is. My point is, unless he's just god awful, he's going to get every benefit of the doubt. And he's going to be here. They're not getting rid of him. You know, they're not they're not going out and drafting Michael Penix. Which is no. There's not. a mock draft out there that has a dolphin taking Penix in the first round. Well, there you go. That would be something. So. I'm interested to see what the market is going to be for Justin Fields. You know, who, who, where they trade him to? So you're saying? So you are? You think Russell Wilson? You Kirk think Cousins? Going, so you think the Bears are definitely going Caleb Williams? Yes. Well, that's a smart thing to do. I mean, I, I see, I see both sides of that, right? I do, I do. But you know, I mentioned. You know, the, the Jags, right? We're going to break here. But when you look at the roster, man, I mean, look, um, I mentioned Brandon Sheriff, uh, Aluakin, Fadakasi, uh, Darius Williams, uh, Zay Jones, uh, Evan Ingram, Roy Robertson Harris. A lot of the guys, Christian Kirk for that matter, um, they're all guys, man, that, that – um, that were free agents. When you look at their top 11 or 12 uh, cap numbers, the only drafted players, Cam Robinson, Trevor Lawrence, Trevon Walker. Of their top 12, think about that, of their top 12 cap hits for next year, those are the only three in the top 12. The only three. 
That, that and that's a problem, right? That's a problem. It should be a lot of your drafted players on their second contracts. Those should be the guys. They're they're not. They're not. And in fact, uh, Cam Robinson is the only long-term drafted player that uh, that has a high cap number for the Jaguars. The only one. The only one. Trevor Trevor still on his first contract, right? Obviously. Uh, Trayvon Walker is as well. But anyway, all right, we'll step us out for a break. We'll come back. We've got on this day in sports and birthdays as well. Uh, a, a good birthday list, by the way. I'll tease it with that. A very good birthday list. That and more to broadcast to you from the L House in Tinseltown on 1010XL. Compton and Company on 1010XL. And welcome back to the Ale House in Central Town. Chuck Kelly, Ryan Compton, Casey Dobson. Glad to have you along with us. 641 641-1010-641-1010. We have Florida Gator basketball. Florida Georgia about to tip off Mark, Mark Wise and Mike Morgan on the call. Uh, Stegman, Colin Sim. All I can say is, as Kareem Brown would say, one, two, three, four, five, dim the Gators. Don't take no job. Go Gator. That's all I, I can say. So that, that's tipping off. Again, we're at the old house in Tinseltown. All the UFC fights, Major League Baseball games, NBA League pass, you name it, All-Star Weekends here. Come hang out with us. Uh, we got a friend from All-Site Contracting, Steve Bell, is uh, over there. We have my buddy Joe, his friend's here as well. So, uh, nice little gathering here out on the deck at the old house in Tinseltown. Casey, throw out the poll questions, and uh, we'll comment on the, uh, the question of the day as well. What do you got for us? Young so, man. the all-site contracting Inc. poll question of the day, is Mahomes closer to Brady or is LeBron closer to Jordan? The gap is narrowing with... I was, six, I was wondering if yes, it's got narrower. Oh, okay. 72 votes are right. in and 68 are saying Mahomes is either greater or equal to Brady with LeBron equal to or greater than Jordan at 31.9. Okay. Well, I, and I'm still, you know, I'm still with the masses. I'm, I'm saying Mahomes closer to, uh, to, um, to Brady. My older so, son, he, he said, "Oh, it's not even close." And I, I, I told him that uh, it was Mahomes closer to Brady. That's just dumb, Dad. That's just dumb. He called me dumb for even thinking that. He thinks it's LeBron closer to Jordan because, again, recency bias. He's, he's this generational bias as far as you know, him watching LeBron but never really seen uh, Michael Jordan play. So speak. So, a couple of things. Number one, Mahomes was drafted, what, 10th, <coughs> yep. right? Yep. I still say they missed on him. And, you know, why do I say that? Because if the Chiefs knew what they knew now, they would have moved to number one and given whomever was number one that year the whole draft. Well, they did move up to 10 to get him, though. Yeah, but they would have made well, sure. No, well, no, because, when you, look, all these guys talk. They know where, where we may not know where guys are being drafted. Pretty much the teams know where players are being drafted and they're slotted. And I, w- I will bet you that Kansas City moved up probably a little higher than they needed to to get Mahomes. Because why? Because you always overdraft quarterbacks. I guarantee that happened. I bet you he was considered a, a mid to a late round, first round pick. And they moved up to 10 well, to does get it go him. back to, I'm not saying it's their fault, but look, we don't know. Nobody knows. I, I 
If you go back, don't you think more people thought Mitch Trubisky would be a better quarterback than Mahomes? Well, apparently he drafted two, so I guess so. But how about this? But Andy Reid didn't think that. Um, this shows you how sometimes recruiting rankings are so messed up as well. Do you know who the highest uh, rated high school quarterback was coming out of high school that played in the Super Bowl? You mean overall Super Bowl history of Super no, Bowl? No, no, the, the game that we just seen. The game that we just seen, the Niners and, uh, and, and the Chiefs. The Who? highest, the, 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 coming out of high school, of all the quarterbacks, there was rostered players in this most recent Super Bowl's game. Which one was the highest rated quarterback? So you mean like a five-star versus a four-star? Yes, yes. I'm yes. going to say Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> no, it, it was the – who was the receiver? Uh, that, uh, was it Jawan Jennings or whatever? Oh, Jawan Jennings, okay. The one that threw the uh, the trick play for a touchdown to McCaffrey? He was. It was him. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, he was the highest rated out of, out of high school. All right, so – uh, the second question, the question of the day, Casey is. So our all-side contracting ink question of the day, who was a player that was traded that crushed you as a fan? And I, I've i got one, and it's pretty recent. So you guys let me know when uh, when you want me to share. And, and by the way, speaking of all-side contracting, uh, the uh, you know family-owned business, uh, site utility contractor, but they also have roll-off containers. And I tell people as a uh, member of the United Rentals team that we have everything there is when it comes to rental equipment outside of roll-off containers. If you look at for roll-off containers, they call my friends at all site contract, and that's for Amy, 574-9000. And the, the complaints I get from most people that when the roll-off business is, man, they're not reliable, they don't show up, they don't pick up. You call Allstate Contracting, and if they don't get you your container the next day, it's free. That's F-R-E-E, free. It's just simple. Five seven four nine thousand, Chuck. That's five seven four nine thousand. All right. So, players that broke your heart when they were traded from your favorite team to another, Chuck. Give me one. Does this have to be a trade, or can they leave free agency? No, well, I, you know what? Just for you, since I'm, I guess it's a free agent player, you, I'll give you a free agent. Go ahead. Well, I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm like, you know, I just, I'd be bad right here, but nothing jumps out. I mean, to look well, back on now, Dominic two Wilkins, for me that stand but I don't know out. if it broke my heart at the time. I know you, Dale, but Dale Murphy might have break my heart at the time because I cried. I mean, I like Murphy, but I cried. I didn't like, oh my God, I was. Like, I was I can say Freddie Solomon back in the day with the Dolphins. I was How's nineteen that? years old. I was nineteen years old he when Del Murphy was traded from the Braves and Phillies and I cried like a baby. Oh god. I did. I did. <laughs> Look, when I played baseball, award number three, I tried to mimic everything Del Murphy did, and when he was traded I cried. Did he did he want to go to Philly? No. Okay. No. In fact, I, I went. I thought maybe back in time I said, "Hey, well, I'm going to a good team now." No, no, so I'm all absolutely for it. not. He 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 said that his, and I met. You know, we've had Murphy, Del Murphy, on our show years ago mm-hmm. when we were broadcasting from the studios at the early stages of Ten Ten XL. Well, then it was fourteen sixty, um, and you know, I met him when I went to Atlanta. And did the Dale Murphy experience. And that was, if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, if you're a Dale Murphy fan, you've got to do that. It was more than most. It was, it was probably, other than 
sporting events that I've attended with my kids, like you know, me and my boys watched the, the Braves clinch in the NLD, NLCS of the Dodgers a couple of years ago. I've been, been to Florida Georgia games with my boys and down in Gainesville and stuff. But outside of stuff with my kids that I've experienced, by far and away, the most fantastic sporting event or, or weekend I've had in my life. The Murphy experience, meeting him, uh, I felt like I was a teenager, teenager all over again. It was yeah. so cool, man. It was so cool. And, and Murphy, Dale Murphy, he, I sat and talked to him for like 30 minutes. Just kind of chatted, chatted at, at, the, at the ballpark. And, and uh, yeah, he said that, man, he goes, he goes, I didn't want to be, I did not want to be traded. So he didn't have enough pull to, to maybe. Well, he knew that. Stayed that off, I guess. He, the Braves traded him, like, in thinking that their, their thought was he can go maybe go win a World Series. And they also had a young guy at the farm system at AAA they were going to bring up and was going to replace Dale Murphy in right field. Do you know who that was? David Justice. David Justice, very good. Halle Berry's ex. Yeah, Miss, uh, Mr. Halle Berry. <laughs> so I was a big, obviously, Braves fan. Dale Murphy, I did, I cried. And the other one, I didn't cry, but the other one that, that hurt me was when Dominique Wilkins was traded. Now that was dumb. To the, to the Clippers for Danny Manning. That was beyond dumb. Danny had two bad knees. Danny Manning had two bad knees. This is when Michael Jordan was not playing. Michael Jordan was playing baseball at the time. Um, and no. Yes. Yes, no. he was. Yes, he I was. I thought this was 88. No, no, it's not. It was when no. Are you stupid or something? Are you, you are this great sports okay. historian. You don't know the hell you're talking about. Okay. You said 88? I, I thought that was 88. Well. Oh, my gosh, Chuck. But to look that up. You got to be fi- There's no reason to look it up. He was traded. I remember when the trade okay, was made. Right. It was like, I can't believe they just did that. They had the leading scorer in the Eastern Conference at the time, and they traded him to the Clippers for Danny Manning. And the only the only team in the NBA that year in, in the Eastern Conference that had a, like, a scoring threat outside of Dominique Wilkins was the Pacers and Reggie Miller. Okay, so go back to – what were they thinking? I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. I have no idea what they were thinking. Because you, you think that you think that maybe when they tried to lose all purpose, you wouldn't do that. So what, no. Did they say, okay, we're in first place, best record? Why would you do that? I have no idea. Yeah, I like no explanation. I have no idea. I, I always joked that there was two. Uh, there was one too many Wilkinses in in Atlanta because at the time you had Pete Babcock with the GM, but Lenny Lenny Wilkins was the head coach, and then they they traded. The franchise away, and Dominique Wilkins. Right. Well, speaking of basketball, I saw it come, come across the crawl. Lefty Drizel passed away. Yeah, I seen that this morning. Yeah, yep. old former uh, former Maryland Maryland coach, right? And remember, he coached at the Sun Belt, didn't he? Was he like it? Remember, he was in the he, Sun oh, Belt for I a while. Just, I just started paying attention to Florida. Oh, Georgia yeah, game's been 16, on. Yeah, sixty-nine, <laughs> Georgia. Again, I I was a little worried uh, about this game it, it, in general. And then when I seen the tickets were going, the, the low tickets were, you know, $66. I'm thinking, yeah, you know what, this is going to be a, a rowdy bunch. Yeah, Stegman Coliseum. Hey, there's an FSU t-shirt. How about that? The FSU fans are here, Chuck. <laughs> well. <Force> as well. <laughs> but the, we're going we're gonna to break here. It's 1811, uh, Georgia, early, early stages uh, in Florida, Georgia basketball. And we'll come back. Uh, we'll get uh, Casey Dobson. His, uh, uh, his, his guy. That, uh, that broke his heart that was traded away. And also we've got on this day in sports and birthdays as well from the Yellow House in Tinseltown on 10 to next That song. 
saying it or so. <laughs> Chuck just had a little bomb dropped on him. He had no idea this summer I'm going to Indonesia with my daughter. What's there? I mean, Indonesia's a cool place, man. Um, I mean, uh, right. cave diving, all sorts of things. But my, my daughter has a friend, Lydia. Her parents are from um, Indonesia. They currently live in Dubai. And they said, and they said, look, they said, if you just show up, you can use our, our house and our car. You just got to get there. I'm like, okay. When you say I'm you just got to get there, it's not like, ah, I live that's in Atlanta. 20, All you got to do is get there. No, that's a 20-hour flight. Yeah. I get it. I get gotta, it. It's got to get there. But uh, so me and my daughter and her twin brother, we're going to go this summer. we gotta, we got to figure the dates out, though. So, yep. Dang. So well, it'd, be a, it'd be a fun trip. It'll be a fun trip. All right. So, poll questions. Tell folks again, Casey, what they are, and we're going to get your response on the question of the day as well. Again, sponsored by our good friends at All Site Contracting. So, both of these conversation starters are brought to you by All Site Contracting Inc. First one is Mahomes closer to Brady, or is LeBron closer to Jordan? 68 leading the way with Mahomes being equal to or greater than Brady, LeBron, and Jordan kicking up second place. And now the other question of the day, which I don't understand. We need to get some more conversation started on this on Twitter, X, whatever you're calling it. Who was a player that was traded that crushed you as a fan? Are you boys ready for mine? Let's roll. Let's hear yes. it. So it kind of piggybacks off of that team that you were talking about earlier, Ron, in the The Hotlander Braves? Yeah. The so Hotlander Braves, yeah. I was six when the Dale Murphy trade happened, so I yep. wasn't too affected by that. But I yep. will say that mine was most recently when Freddie Freeman was traded to mm. the hated Dodgers. All well, right. he wasn't traded. That was, a, that was a free agent acquisition. Well, uh, there was a little bit that was acquired that helped us get Matt Olson. So he was a free agent. He just caught, what was it, the last out that was tossed from Will Smith and yep. won the World Series and got that celebration. I think he even put that ball, like, in his back pocket and we're sitting there just celebrating that very year. And I'm somewhat of a sports superstitious person. I was gifted by the lovely Ray Freddie Freeman's jersey. How about that? that? Year. Well, they're very nice. And then he gets traded. I haven't put that jersey on. Since. You haven't? I haven't. And I, I almost so, wanted Dansby Swanson's the next year, and then he gets traded to the well, Cubs the next year. How about uh, the the Dale Murphy experience that I went to? And, and this was we my buddy Lee, he, he set it up the year before um, and it was the Dodgers weekend so we went to I mean you talk about a, a great sports weekend so we stayed in the Omni at Truist at the Battery uh, overlooking uh, Truist Park and did the Dale Murphy experience that Friday got there had lunch at Murphy's Place did the meet and greet he, that night he, Murphy rolled in and, and uh, we hit, had uh, tickets in the, his suite or his box, and he hung out for the entire game. To, uh, did a tour of Truist, a very cool deal. But it was the it was the Freddie Freeman weekend. It was against the Dodgers. It was Freddie's uh, trip back to Atlanta. Watched Freddie cry, you know, uh, in his uh, press conference prior to. Um, 
Yeah, it was that. That was you know what that one was a tough one. That one was tough. You know, again, it was, even though it was free agency, it was tough because the Braves saw they had him and they sort of lowballed Freddie. And then uh, when they realized it wasn't going to happen, they quickly made the trade for Matt Olson and signed him to that huge extension. And then when that happened, you knew they were not going to re-sign Freddie Freeman. But didn't didn't the Braves like to make an offer that his agent didn't let him know about? There was some there was crazy. There, there are rumors Why? of that. There yeah, are rumors, weird. yeah, there are rumors of that <laughs> that the Braves made Freeman an offer that he would have taken. His his uh, agent didn't tell him, which ultimately uh, resulted in Freeman firing his agent. Yes, that is also correct. So he, but in fact, he did fire his agent, right? He did. So that's a fact. So there must have been something behind that. Something. Yeah. There was something you know, to you, it. If you get a big time trade, you don't normally turn around and fire your agent after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> if you get more money, it, uh, it was just so painful because, like, I grew up. You know, like I say, grow up. Like, obviously, I watched the Dave Justice home run. I saw the World Series, and then you deal with all the struggle. And when you, when we had Freddie, man, there was so much excitement. And getting to watch the transition from him and Chipper basically leaving him the reins. And I don't know if you guys were following it as much, but Freddie had like an off year. And it ended up turning out being that his vision was off. So he had to get contacts. And when he got contacts, he came back. It's like there was so much like invested in Freddie. Like I didn't really – I know the Dansby one kind of sucked, but it was like – Freddie, man, he was my brave. Like, he was the one that, you know, really I clung to, just loved watching him as a rookie, thought he was going to be a brave forever. And then he goes to the stinking Dodgers. Oh, man. Oh, it's still, it's still. Yeah. Oh, sure. Hey, but you know what? Though, but it worked out better for both franchises. Sure, it sure. did. I like Matt Olson. It, it, I like it, him. Matt, yeah, it, it worked out better for both. It, it obviously helped the Dodgers. Uh, tremendous amount, and ultimately it worked out well for the Braves as well. Here, here's one for you. This is the tr- this is a uh, trade that really I, I don't have a, a dog in the fight here, but uh, it makes zero sense to me. Why the hell with as much money as the Boston Red Sox have? Why would you ever trade Mookie Betts away? And Mookie Betts, he didn't want to be traded. Speaking of the Dodgers, he didn't want to go from Boston to to L.A. And that, that wasn't a free agent deal. That was a trade. Makes zero, 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 zero sense to me. A guy in the prime of his career, uh, a guy that's since, always in the MVP uh, conversation. You since we're him. talking trade, uh, uh, do you trivia question? You know the only player in the NBA that has a no trade clause. <laughs> There's only one player. Really? <laughs> I heard this the other day. Yeah, the I, I mean, if it. I were to guess, I'd say LeBron James. Nope. The only player in the NBA that yes. has a no-trade clause. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, nope. Paul George. Nope. Jason he has, Tatum. Yeah. He has a uh, Gator connection. He has a Gator connection? Yeah. Did he play for the Gators? Yep. Chio. Really? Nope. It's not Al Horford, is it? He played for the Gators, yep. and he has a no-trade clause. That's the only one in the NBA has a no-trade. As crazy as that sounds, I heard that stat, and I'm like, wow. Really? You you guess a lot of guys. This guy's a pretty good player, but you would guess a lot of people before you got to this guy. All right, Chuck, tell us who it is. Bradley Beal. Really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> he only played for the Gators one year, so I kind of forgot about him, I guess. Well, wow, how about that? <laughs> he, he was really good for the Gators, though. He was. By the way, 29-21 midway through the uh, first half as Georgia leads 
the Gators and Stegman Coliseum in midway through the first half. Looks like we're well on the way to a, a, a high-scoring uh, a little shield action in Athens, George. All right, so, all right, so one thing you didn't know about Chuck Elliott, Casey Dobson. Hey, was, we talked about this before. No, bit. Have, but, the NASCAR know, connection. Yeah. Well, did, did Did you know that his yeah his, his nickname Chuck Elliott when we first got in the radio back in '04 years ago, 2004, twenty years ago. Speaking of twenty which. years ago, he was the czar of NASCAR. In fact, I That's would challenge anyone. Anyone listening right now, there's no way. If anyone can roll into the L house and ask a NASCAR question, a tr- any kind of trivia question, it's not chicken feathers, uh, pre-2000, had Chuck Elliott not know, you and your whole party, the round of drinks are on me. I've, I've well, put pressure. Under, you put me under the pressure gun. Here. I know. I did. I did. So, with that said, before we bring Dave in at 641 I've got some NASCAR trivia for you, just to see how right I am, because now I've told people how great you are. Now I'm going to try to trip you up a little bit. All right. All right, so how many, and can you name them, drivers have won back-to-back Daytona 500s? Let me think of their years. Of course, the greatest of all time, Richard Petty. That's correct. 70, 73, 74. That's that's correct. <laughs> yes, that is correct. You got the you got him and the years. That's correct. Kelly Yarbrough, 83, 84. Uh, yeah, yes. I was there for both of them. That's <laughs> that's correct. Sterling Marlin, 94, 95. That's also correct. And oh boy, <laughs> I know I'm missing some. Well, I know, I know my NASCAR, like you said, 2000. So I'm thinking there's somebody after uh, 2000. I thought maybe there's one more. Okay, yeah, one yeah. more. So is he still racing today? Yes, and and this would have happened, say, within the last 10 years. Oh, Denny Hamlin, because Hamlin's won three. There you go. And Denny Hamlin, 2019, 2020. So correct. I I kind of get mad at myself for not doing right. that last one right away, but. You did give the disclaimer. Uh, I was no, that's right. And on this day in sports in 2002, Ward Burton won his first and only Daytona 500. Right. What's significant about that? Well, oh, first time a Dodger won the 500 since 74. See? I mean, see? Come I on mean, I, I mean, okay, all right, all right. Now, one more. Now, Petty has a lot of records. Obviously, 200 wins. Uh, can you tell me how many? Holes, Richard Petty has won. No, 123. <laughs> See? <laughs> just stupid. That's just stupid. You shouldn't know that. And the record of his are not going to break on a mini. He won 10 in a row in 67. I don't think anybody's winning 10 in a row. See? See, that's future. also just dumb. You shouldn't even know that. This is all pre the year 2000? Yes. Yeah. Can I ask I mean, he, 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 yes. go ahead, yeah. What year did Mario Andretti first win a NASCAR race? 1967 is only win. Daytona 500, driving number 11 Ford. All right. I just See? Dropped, I just dropped my pen and everything. I'm done. See? See? I mean, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, it's funny. I'll listen throughout the course of the week, and I hear local radio, and I hear people try to stumble and bumble around NASCAR, and they talk about stuff. And I just, and I just laugh. Because I'm telling you right now, there's no one in Jacksonville, Florida, in my opinion, if you go pre-2000, that, can, that knows more NASCAR than Chuck does. There is, there's That's not anybody. Like, like trivia. There's nobody. It is like trivia. No one knows 
they don't. They just don't. You, I can't trip them up. I'll say, hey, Chuck, who won the 1976 Daytona 500? Dave Pearson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then they'll tell me who came in second, who had a blown tire. Uh, I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? I, I don't even know. I don't even know. That's that's just what he does. The front row was Ray Mostot and Terry Ryan. <laughs> See? <laughs> From 76. <laughs> See? And I swear, I've got a computer in front of me. He does not. He, he just, just, it's just what he does. All right, let's go to David, 641-1010, who wants to answer the poll question and has a story as well in terms of the guy that broke his heart when traded. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, um... I was at, when Google left the Colts in 1970, and uh, it went to the Dolphins. I, I became a Dolphin fan, and I was up until the second year of the draft. They, they ran Chula off after getting to the playoffs, by the way. Anyway, but um, in 75, I believe it was, they didn't necessarily trade them. But when uh, Zarka, Kicks, and Paul Warfield left for the WFL, uh, that that really bugged me. I hated that. I thought about that with I thought about that with Dave being a Dolphin fan, but you know, Dolphins didn't want him to leave. They left on their own. So Yeah, you know, they left I on their that. own. I know. I know. I know they didn't trade him. But uh, uh it's it's still it took the heart of the team out of there for for a few years anyway. But um, one thing I wanted to get in quick, uh, rest in peace Lefty Grizzell. He was Absolutely, a lot of fun yep. Back in the day, and you know, and Chuck was right. I forgot that he uh, he for a short period he coached in the Sunbelt Conference. Was it Georgia State he coached? I, I think it was Georgia yeah, State he Georgia coached. State. <laughs> yeah, Georgia State. Chuck. See, this is the this is the obscure stuff that Chuck shouldn't even know. <laughs> I mean, I, I give Chuck sure. a hard time about stuff, and he 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 remembers stuff and knows things that just blow right. my damn mind. <laughs> You, you got a college for uh, where Lefty played? That I don't. Charles Duke. Lefty Drizel. Oh, Charles is his first name. Duke. Where'd he go? Duke. Duke. Wow, I did not know that. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't, know yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't either. He, want, he once broke his foot kicking a chair uh, when he was at Maryland playing against Duke. And How about that? So, Anyway, rest in peace, Lefty. You got screwed on the Lim Bias situation. He was a scapegoat. Yeah, that was all. That was odd. Go ahead, Chuck. So, Ron, yeah, I thought that was odd, you know, because remember, he pretty much got ran out of uh, Maryland after Lim Bias died. I'm like, could Lefty have been there and control what he did, you know, drug use wise? Yeah, he couldn't control him, you know, Lim Bias being drafted when he was. And then you know, doing drugs and OD, and yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was a you know a sad situation, and obviously a bad deal, um, you know, for Lefty Giselle, like you said, when he was uh, when he was ran out. Okay, we'll step aside for a break. We'll come back, and I think we're going to close it out when we come back from, from the old house. And look, I've got a bunch of on this day in sports, uh, some birthdays. We definitely have to get to that and more from the old house in Tinseltown and Ten Ten XL. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. But Chuck, we have us a uh, nice basketball game on going. 38-32 George over Florida, four and a half minutes to go in the first half. I need things to flip, though. I need Florida to be up. 
you know, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, at some point be up, I don't know, 46 to 42 maybe. So I'm hoping for at some point. But I told you George would give Florida all they wanted, man. I mean, look, it's it's like George's Super Bowl, Mike White taking on his former team, who he hasn't beaten. He's 0-3 against the Florida Gators. Um, and George has lost five games in a row after starting 14-5. and Did Mike White lead Florida on his own? Yeah, but he was yes and no. It was one of those wink, wink, nod, nod. He, uh, he's leaving on his own, but he was sort of – his kids and his wife were harassed by the locals in Gainesville and sort of forced him out. It's yeah. funny. If, if you ever – and we've talked about this through the years. I mean, we, yes, we know football means more than basketball, but is basketball important in Florida? Can you imagine a Gator football coach left and went to Georgia? <laughs> that would – I know. <laughs> That'd be crazy for sure if, yeah. if that were to happen. And basketball, it's like, oh, okay, well, Mike White left. Okay, well, good luck. Good riddance. We'll keep on. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep that's, on keeping that's, on. That's correct. That's correct. Man. We just keep on keeping on. You are right. All right, so we've talked, uh, obviously, uh, the Super Bowl is behind us. Free agency is upon us with a draft around the corner. Um the one thing, Chuck and Casey, that the NFL does so great is finding a way to stay in the know. You're right, the mainstream all the time. I mean, their calendar is is phenomenal. They, you know, they you figure. Can my daughter last night? Me and my, my, you know, my twins, Dallas and Daphne, were headed out for dinner, and she goes, "Dad," she goes, um, "When does the NFL start playing games again?" I said, "Well, the preseason will start in August." Um. I said, but, you know, um, so, and then the games will go until, you know, the end of January, end of February, the Super Bowl. And I said, but what's great about what the NFL does is they'll have free agency around the corner. Then after that, uh, they'll have the draft. Uh, then they'll have some rookie mini camps. They'll, they'll release the schedule. And then we'll have training camps. I said, really, there's only one month out of the year that there's no NFL, and that's in June, right? Or maybe July. Uh, no, July. Oh, no. The training yeah, camps training get camp, started. Yeah. yeah. yeah the training camps get started, man. So, yeah, the, the, only, <laughs> the only month, the calendar year, uh, that there's no uh, NFL talk, really, is, uh, is in June. But even then, you have the post-one June cuts. You don't, you don't think that's done strategically by the NFL? Now, sometimes they'll cut them prior and designate them as post-June post one cuts. But the, the reason that is is you can – say you cut a guy, you can split the, um, the cost, you know, the, 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 cap, the cap number. Like if you've got someone you're going to cut and he had this huge signing bonus and you cut a guy and there's like $20 million of dead money – if you designated a post June one, you could put ten million dollars in this year and ten million dollars next year, or eight and eight, whatever it is, instead of everything everything going into uh, the current year. That's why they do that. So there, there's a reason they do that. And if college football is smart, they'll do that. They'll have like a lead up to portal signing day. They'll have the, and then the national signing day. They'll have all of those things. If they're smart, they'll do that. Speaking of college football, here's one for you, Chuck Casey. A little trivia for you before we give you on this day in sports and some birthdays. So, the talk is as far as, you know, Florida 
hasn't done a great job. I'm going to turn this away from you, Chuck, so you don't see. All right, in terms of NIL money, right, and as far as they say, man, Florida doesn't have the NIL dollars they should. And are they behind, are they behind the game in terms of donations from, uh, you know, their large alumni base uh, in, in terms of, you know, what they're giving to the universities? So from the year 2005 through 2022, I'm going to ask you guys to give just give me five teams each that you would think, or maybe I don't know, the top ten in in in, in uh, booster donations, and see if you guys can hit on any of the uh, the top ten. Chuck, give me five schools. Top ten at booster donations. Yeah, from t- 2005 to 2022. Texas, Ohio State, Alabama, Penn State. Uh, Georgia. I just throw him. Okay. Casey Dobson. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Sco, UF, and uh, Notre Dame. Okay, here we go. Number one. At, and I can't believe neither one of you guys said this, said this university. If you really, really think about it, I think you would have. Oregon Ducks. Oh, Bill, Knight. Bill Knight, nine hundred sixty-nine million dollars. Bill Knight, Bill Knight, nine hundred sixty-nine million dollars. Um, says they are currently raising funds for the hundred twenty million dollars centennial campaign, which will involve the construction of a new hundred forty-yard indoor football facility, an indoor track, and updated academic and nutrition center for athletes. Number two, Texas A&M, eight hundred forty-nine million dollars. How about that? And all all that money Fisher. and nothing to show for it. Nah. Right. <laughs> uh, by, by, by the way, <laughs> I was all the stuff I said about Oregon was after Texas A&M. Hey, Casey, I can't remember. You hear me? Everything I said about Oregon a second ago was after Texas A&M. What? Uh, <laughs> well, when I, when I gave, cause I, I ha, I'm, I'm going in order here. I said they're currently raising funds for a $120 million centennial campaign, which will involve the construction of a 140-yard indoor football practice facility. That's actually Texas A&M. I got a side. What it says about the Oregon Ducks is Nike founder Phil Knight is the primary reason the Ducks have one of the nicest football facilities in the country. Knight, a university alum, has given more than one billion dollars back to Oregon over the past two decades. Over a billion. What's that got him? Not a darn thing. Well, they're they're in the they're they're in the discussion every year. They're in the discussion, but they haven't discussed. Number three, go look, ahead, Chuck. We'll look, put it at number three. Go ahead. What are you going to say something? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, Casey, I don't know if we talked about this before you came aboard as our producer, but one of the greatest SEC shorts after the week after Fisher got fired, they did one where, well, we won a national championship, right? No. Well, I know we played for one, right? No. Nope. Well, I know we at least won the West, didn't nope. we? Right? <laughs> I know we beat <laughs> Mississippi, didn't we? No. They're a bunch of wrong. That, uh, that saying, money well spent, yeah. right? So, so number three, the Texas Longhorns, seven hundred seven hundred sixty hey, million dollars. Good job, I got, Chuck. I got one. Always one of the nation's top revenue producers. The Longhorns push closer to Ohio State for top billing, if not for surpass the Buckeyes in the twenty twenty four fiscal year when Texas is officially a member of the SEC. Number four, the University of Florida. I missed there. Ding 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 ding, ding, ding for Casey All Dobson. Right. $763 million. I got a, a funny story. You guys are going to laugh at this one. 
<laughs> you, you, I promise you, you will. University of Florida graduate Gary Condren, CEO and founder of the Conlin Company construction firm, who is a large customer of United Rentals, is said to be the largest donor in athletic department history in Gainesville. A 2020, 2021 release revealed that Condren has given more than $22.5 million to the Gators over the years, and the football program's indoor practice facility bears his name. Here's a funny story. So I don't remember the year. Maybe this is something Chuck will remember. Hey. But do you remember the year Florida played UCF in Jacksonville, the arena, in a college basketball game? Yeah, that was actually the first game. In the, that's the first event in the new arena. Okay, so it was like 05, 04, 05 right there. So I had a contractor, the Conlon Company. I don't know why I remember this. The guy's name is the guy's name is Paul. He was a superintendent for Conlon. He goes, hey, he says, uh, and I was going head to head with one of my competitors, the Green guys. People listening, I'm not, I'm not going to mention their name, uh, but um, I was up against him head to head, and I need 05, and, I think, and oh. there were six. Boom lifts they were, that the Conlon company needed, six. And uh, the guy, Gary, said, hey, or Paul, said, hey, uh, Ron, if you get me six tickets for my owner, who is Gary Condren, to the UCF Florida basketball game, I'll give you the six boom lift rentals. So, so well, I hooked up Gary Condren with six tickets to the Florida UCF football game basketball. for six boot basketball game. I'm sorry, uh, basketball game for a guy that's given twenty two and a half million dollars to the University of Florida over the last seventeen years. I mean, let this sink in. I, I he's given all this money, and I got a, 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 a lift rental deal because I hooked him up with six tickets for the UCF Florida game at the arena. As crazy as that sounds, before we go on this day in sports um, and uh, birthdays, let's bring Tom in at 641-1010. What's up, Tom? What are we doing, Max Reed? They better better redo his deal, man. Better sign. All I know, they better pay that man. They better pay him. And why don't don't we re-sign a team now and get him for... Well, if you're if you're a brave if you're a Braves fan, and we all are, the, uh, Tom, yourself, Casey, me, Chuck. Uh, good news is through an <laughs> through an interpreter, Ronald Acuna Jr. yesterday said he wants to be a Brave for life, and he's he's going to work his ass off after going two for fourteen with one extra base hit in last year's uh, NLCS. Feels terrible about that. The Braves have Acuna signed through 2028, but I'm with you, and he'll be 30 at the end of 2028. They need to go ahead and sign him to one of those extensions through, like, 2036. Just get it done, man. Just get it done. I'm with you. And, and Max Freed, look, Max Freed is under contract to the end of 2024. Get that deal done, too. He's absolutely your bona fide ace of that he staff. He was a dog in the World Series. A dog. Get him. Get him. I'm sorry. One of my friends made a comment, there's no way you're going to get 25 starts out of Chris Dale. I said, I'll take 10, 10 starts and then five of them when the weather's cool. I mean, let's Dale <laughs> yeah. pitch, pitch in uh, late September, early October. You know, he yeah. Yesterday, this is the first time he's been helping since 2018. 
Look, if we get a healthy, a somewhat healthy Chris Sale and you get Freed, Strider, Morton, Sale, and then you're going to have Lopez and Elder fighting things after that fifth spot or one of the or one of the young guys, you know, uh, man, I, I tell you, um, the future is absolutely bright in, in Hotland. And then you look at the bullpen with Iglesias and Mentor and Jimenez and Johnson and Matzik who comes back, uh, man. Uh, watch out, you know. Watch out in that lineup, and the, and the lineup is crazy. I mean, they and they must think they must think Tom uh, and Chuck and Casey here a lot of uh, Jared Clinic, who was at one time a, a top five, uh, you know, MLB prospect, who was up and down, was great at AAA, but then when he went up to the big squad, he was just he started off hot, then was just kind of okay. They, between the trades they made and the monies they guaranteed, do you know they have $26 million and that basically they've been, they have invested in this one, this year out of him to get to have him on the roster? Absolutely. And don't we have two years left on that Bruce Peter contract? <laughs> At least. <laughs> At yes. least. And, and one last thing, and you're talking yeah. about NASCAR, I just spent uh, with a bunch of the JU football guys from old days, we spent two or three days in the uh, infield down there. All those countries that think they're just going to do whatever to the United States, they should run around in the infield of Daytona for a little while. They didn't quite factor in those 75,000 people running in there for what they think most Americans would like. I learned that quickly from my first trip ever to the, for the pits at Daytona. Very good, man. Hey, hey, Tom, we appreciate the call, man. That was a pretty GSU, Tom. A six for a one ten ten. Uh, next time, Tom, you can call in here at GSU, Tom. I like it. Um, so on this day in sports, night. Hold on, 19, now you, you forgot number five. Now you left us. You left us on a cliffhanger. Oh, did there. I? Yeah, Oregon Ducks, Texas oh. A&M, Texas oh, my UF. Ba- give my, me that fifth. My, my bad. My bad. <laughs> you know, you know me. I'm keeping glad you got me in order here. Gonna keep me in the Georgia Bulldogs. I got two of five. All right, I had Georgia. Seven hundred sixteen million dollars. Ohio State, Michigan, not there. Wow. Rounding out the top ten, wow. Oklahoma State at six. Wow. Uh, LSU at seven. Oklahoma at eight. Auburn at nine. FSU at ten. So you guys didn't do very good overall. You didn't. Ohio State was 11th, Alabama 12, Virginia 13, Tennessee 14, Michigan 15. And rounding out, your, rounding out your top 20, Iowa, Clemson, South Carolina, Kansas, and Louisville. So there's your top 10 of uh, universities' donations from their alumni from 2005 to 2022. All right. So now, on this day in sports, on this day in 1924, yes. Johnny Weissmuller sets 100-meter world freestyle record at 57.4 seconds. Why did I bring that up, Chuck? He played Tarzan, did he? He played Tarzan, but also, did, did people, I wonder how many people that are listening right now know that uh, many, 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 many years ago that Jacksonville, Florida, was called the winter film capital of the world. I did. Did you know that? Yes. Casey, did you know that? No, sir. 
<laughs> the winter film capital of the world was Jacksonville, Florida, back in the, the early 1900s. There's more, more than 30 movie studios that operated in Jacksonville. They filmed a bunch of silent movies downtown. Yep, downtown and, and they did some Tarzan movies in Jacksonville, Florida. That's why I bring up the uh, on this day in sports, Johnny Weissmuller in 1924. As I, I guess i got to go quick now. This date, 1943, Joe DiMaggio enlisted in the Army. Spent three years in the Army. Uh, Richard Petty, 1974, becomes the first driver to win back-to-back Daytona 500s. We gave you, the, uh, <laughs> gave you that trivia earlier. And I mentioned this one because I used to be a big ice skating, speed skating fan. Ice. Have no idea why. Eric Hyden tied the 1,000-meter speed skating record in 1979. And your guy, Bill Elliott, 1985, Chuck Elliott. I was there. Won. At the then record speed of 205.114 miles an hour, lived 136 laps. The keep up by Lake Speed was second to number 75 nationwide. See, there we go. I mean, (laughs) this stupid crap that you know. I almost said a different word. Uh, (laughs) 1987, Don Mattingly won a then record arbitration of $1.975 million. Here's one for you. All right. By the way, real quick, chicks are impressed by NASCAR trivia. No, they aren't, because that has helped me one darn bit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. true. So, Chuck probably knows this one, Casey, because I've given it to him before. Casey, I'll ask you, who was the first $1 million a year athlete in sports history? Uh, was it Nolan Ryan? $1 yes. How about that? Boom. Boom. Nolan Ryan. Shaka-laka. Nolan Ryan was the very first $1 million a year athlete in the, uh, North American sports. Worth every Pretty penny. nicely done. Nicely done, Casey Dobson. Thank you, thank you. Um, in 1991, Ernie Irvin, Swerving Ernie, right? What is his name? Swerving Ernie. Swerving Irvin. Irvin. Yes, Swerving Irvin won the 33rd Great American Race. How about this one? Uh, I think Joe Rutten. I should say Joe Rutten was third. 2008, <laughs> Ryan Newman wins a shootout with the Bush brothers and Tony Stewart. Yep. How about this? 2016. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this. Nike ends endorsement deal with Manny Pacquiao because he made comments on TV that gay people are worse than animals. <laughs> so he said, I mean, I understand why he was fired, told to go away. I now hear more music. Oh, wow. So quick birthdays. Wally Pip on this date in 1893. Uh, he got Wally Pip by Lou Gehrig. Jim Brown on this date in 1936. The, fir- the, the only... The only player in the history to win MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same season. Jim Brown. On this date in 1993, or not, so 1963, I got a Michael Jordan was born. How about that night? This day, so, wow. so Michael Jordan's birthday and Jim Brown's birthday today. That's a very good one. I hear the music for Chuck Elliott. Four to five folks here at the Yale House for Casey Dobson. I'm Ron Compton. Till next Saturday, see ya. Peace.